Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the dean and founder of DirectionsUniversity.com, the co-founder of TheLeveragists.com, and the co-founder of the all-new affiliate network for people doing good, Divisio, D-U-V-I-S-I-O.com. We've got a great show lined up for everybody today. We've got my partner, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, and the Chief Leveragist over at TheLeveragists.com. Hello, Jack. Hello. Good morning or good afternoon. I never know what to say at 12 noon. High noon. It's a little of both. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's that? Good after morning. <laughs> there you go. I like that one the best. So how are you well, doing today, a- Jack? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to our guest. Uh, sounds like she, uh, no pun intended, sounds, she deals in sounds, apparently. Uh, she has a lot of stuff that I'm very interested in, too, personally. So um, I'll get right on with it if you, uh, if you would like. Fantastic. Go for it. All right, today's guest is Amy Cammy. She's a classically trained spiritual harpist, recording artist, composer, and author of Loving Life, All of It, A Walk with Cancer, Compassion, and Consciousness. She's also a public speaker and a member of the Wellness Universe. I sense a theme here, Gina. Uh, Wellness Universe seems to be coming up uh, uh, quite a bit lately. We're pulling a lot of awesome people and talent out of that place. Uh, She has presented over 200 seminars and workshops on music, vibration, and compassionate connections. Her solo harp CDs have been used in several pilot research studies indicating how they would support brainwave and immune system and reduce pain, distress, and anxiety levels. Amy's music calms the mind, relaxes the body, and gently touches the soul. And I'm really interested in that because I listen to stuff every single day to put me to sleep, to do meditations, and, uh, you know, I've been really reading up on it over the last several years and using the stuff that I think that you're working on. So uh, you can clarify that. Welcome, Amy. Hi. It's great to be here. So that was kind of a long and convoluted introduction. Sometimes they're awesome and sometimes they're not so awesome because <laughs> my <laughs> mind's going everywhere but yeah so i'm glad you're here we we start out every week with one major question and that is what gets you excited what got you out of bed this morning so excited to greet the day well every day i just wake up wanting to share my love you know i've spent 
so many years kind of digging inside and what's my purpose and what's my passion and what do I love to do? And, you know, at some point you just like exhale and say, oh, what wants to move through me? What wants to <clears throat> be created? What wants to manifest through me? Not through my head, not through what I think, but what's my soul's expression? And I have this little phrase in front of my desk. Um, at the beginning of every year, there's like this message that comes. And for me, it's during the winter solstice because that's the darkest time of the year. And that's kind of when we're nurturing the soil inside. And my message was, I am my soul's light manifested. Nice. Yeah, and it sounds a lot easier than (laughs) because covering that soul light is a lot of life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but we still don't we always have to come up with really cool ways of drilling down to the simplest components because we always tend to want to complicate things. It's like almost it's almost on purpose. Like our physical journey here as human beings is to, uh, you know, see how complicated we might make everything that's really supposed to just be as simple as that statement you just made. It really, truly is. And then it's not so simple, right? So then the first thing that you say is about a simple statement, because I think of this physical existence almost pushes us toward that all the time, is, but it's not that simple. (laughs) (laughs) There's all of these layers. And, And you know what? I see these layers as part of this joy of experience in this dimension, in this body, with these sensorial inputs, with this interpretation, you know, how our brains interpret everything. You know, there's just layers and layers and layers of vibrational experiences that, you know, we come in with. You know, so so many of them are just unconscious vibrations that I believe and I see and I feel as, you know, this cellular memory, this ancestral vibrational imprint that we carry within this body, yet they awaken and, and resonate um, and pop up unexpectedly when we experience vibrational happenings in our day-to-day life. Just for me, I, I language that um, through the concept of sympathetic resonance. And that's what I'm passionate to just share um, the idea of this in the presentations, in the workshops, and I use music as just a medium by which to share the, the ideas. Right before we go there, I want to I want to back up to something that you said earlier about wanting to just have. How did you say it? Have how can you be a vessel and have it move through you? Say that one more time, the way you did before, if you can remember. <laughs> well, ironically, Jack, it probably was just moving through me, and I don't know if I can recapture it. Well, um, that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. This happens all the time to me too. It's like yeah. Uh, re- Somebody will say, remember when you said that? I'm like, no, I can't. No, it was just coming through. It was just coming through. Um, Okay, so it's interesting because I just wrote um, an article or a blog that I'm actually submitting to the Wellness Universe, um, so it will be posted at some point. But the visualization, and I, I have to stop for a moment and just give credit 
um, to my husband, John, because his soul gift and his connection to this grand system and universe and process we called life um, helped me to awaken those pathways within me. Okay? And if anyone's interested, you can go on my website. Is it okay to just say it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's Amy, what we're here for. We're going to learn more. AmyCammy.com, and just click on the little button that says the origin system. And then you can. And your last name is spelled C A M I E for everybody typing frantically right now. (laughs) Correct. So, this system of self discovery was shown to my husband. He was taken to places. He's a gifted messenger. Um, We kind of live under the radar because we live this insight and information to just really embody it versus, you know, publicly sharing it all the time. Um, But it is because of this system of self-discovery that I'm able to allow the music to move through me the way it does. And how that, like, literally happens is, you know, everyone talks about the mind and the body and all of these aspects of ourselves and how to balance the mind, body, spirit. And these are all conceptual ideas, okay, because it's all energy. Within this system called origins, it literally allows us to see the manifestation of these pathways. And with it, because there's no really reference point, it's hard for me to articulate it. It's more of an experience. And <laughs> for those interested, um, you know, I'd love to share more. Um, but the whole point is I became aware of really deep, unconscious patterns of behavior, um, old beliefs, fears, things that were holding me back from really living my purpose. And it takes so much courage to just, like, dive into ourselves in this non-judgmental way. Um, Because for me, you know, the energy of compassion, and I'm going to divert just a minute because I'm really specific as far as defining words, because our language is our means of communication. However, our Mm -hmm. definitions of words are so different and so uniquely aligned with our experiences of the word that truly sometimes language limits our ability to connect and communicate. So if we just back up to this word compassion, you know, in the definition that we currently all agree upon, it has to do with the desire to alleviate somebody else's pain and suffering. But really, we can never do that. And so, right. because it's, the, it's each individual's um, opportunity to balance those energies within themselves. We can offer assistance, but oftentimes people offer assistance out of guilt or fear or, oh my gosh, I would never want to feel like that or I would never want to be in that situation. So we offer assistance cord from an inspirational energy based in fear. I flip that around Mm. that if we actually go into that fear within ourselves and we acknowledge it, and and I'll just use me for an example. Um, I'm adopted, and I have spent a lot of time 
moving through that energy of fear of abandonment, fear of not being accepted, you know, fear of being you know, not liked or part of a group. You know, it's a really deep cellular belief that's unconscious. Mm-hmm. So as I move into that within myself, then I'm able to um, see through the eyes of compassion when somebody else appears to be in that kind of a state. And I can offer assistance that may look similar on the outside as far as an action, but it's coming from a very different place inside of me. There's, there's an empathy. There's a sympathetic resonance that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a similar frequency and vibration that, that I'm comfortable with now. So I can stand in a place of open, loving, honoring um, energy with somebody who is in a place that's not comfortable, that some people would find fearful and want to resist being in that space with them. So, you know, it goes really deep. And my, my phrase, my little motto for years has been loving life, all of it. And this is that all of it part. It's that deep stuff that is ever-present in our space, but we're rarely aware of it. I was just trying to become more aware of it before the show, just calming down, transitioning mm-hmm. from some work I was doing to this. And, wow, I mean, I, sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I work right up to the show, mm-hmm. like often I do that. Mm-hmm. And today, for some reason, I wanted to take a break. I think mm-hmm. the reason I, I needed to take a break and, and kind of do that is because you were coming on the show, but I didn't know anything about you <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> but on some level, so you I don't did. Know, no, but Jackie, yeah. on some level you did, because it's on that level that we are all connected. And it is on that level that I feel and believe, you know, it's this field of all possibilities. It is that place from which everything and everyone emanates. And yeah. it doesn't emanate, or it's not, nothing is created into form until it, that energy moves through someone into an expression into a connection, into some sort of manifestation that we can experience in this dimension. So we're all one of connected. the fascinations. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. One of the fascinations I have with all of this and what you just mentioned and everything else is how. Now this is going to take it a little bit in a different direction to what mm-hmm. people may immediately conceive of as a more shallow direction. Because I'm going to relate it to business. Yeah, and no, we're please all in do. business, right? Please do, yes. But it's it, but it's not in any way, shape, or form in my mind uh, anything but fascinating to think about these things. We usually, I usually used to think that this was just a separate thing that you did to better yourself, Mm-mm. to do things for your personal life. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I used to literally separate everything from business. I used yes. to separate business from absolutely all my other experiences. I, I separated it from fun. I separated it from, you know, if I was doing any spiritual stuff or anything else, completely and utterly separated everything kind of in a radical way. I know that not everybody does that, but I also see an awful lot of people who 
may be doing something like that with their business. And I see so many implications for what you just talked about and how you proceed in mm-hmm. your business to mm-hmm. do all kinds of things like attract people, attract attention from people with large stages that you can leverage to get in front of your ideal audience. And, I mean, what is an ideal audience? When you talk to a business person or an expert, typically they'll just go right into the spreadsheet and mm-hmm. right into the stats and right into psychology and they will say, well, your demographic is a 45-year-old woman who has brown hair. And, <laughs> and the thing is, if you listen to what you just said, that's not who your demographic really only is. Right, and right. You, you know, when you come to understand yourself better, and if you make it your life's mission to understand yourself, why you're here and all of that kind of stuff, when you go back and do demographic research for a new market you'd like to go into, or, or you make a new CD directed toward a new demographic of people, um, maybe they're suffering from something new and you made it, in, in the inspiration for your music was for a new group of people that you wanted to help. Well, you would have to go do that research, like who are they, what, what kind of searches do they do? All of that clinical application is fine. I'm not detracting from that at all. But your understanding of yourself and the, and the, the depths that you will go to, obviously, mm-hmm. to, do, to continually seek, mm-hmm. also helps you with, if you allow it, that demographic research and that understanding your customer really in their context and in ways that go far beyond anybody's training that says you should figure out where they like to shop and what kind of coffee they drink. It's more than that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and I'm so glad we're going here because, honestly, Jack and Gina, I was very hesitant to come on your show when Carrie, you know, sent me the email, and then I I was not familiar with your show um, initially, and I went and I looked at all your guests and and read, you know, what you're all about. I was, I literally wrote Carrie back and said, I don't think I fit. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if I can offer, you know, what your listeners are interested in because I do things so differently. You know, I don't have my, my database of customers and, and referrals, and I don't have the spreadsheets. I don't have the business plan. I do not do business. Um, in a way that most people do. And and so then I had to, I just opened the space. You know, I, 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 that was my fear, so I acknowledged my fear and agreed, you know, okay, it might work. It'll work, so let's just do it. <laughs> so I'm jumping right now. Um, and I want, one of my life lessons that I learned when I wrote my book about my journey with cancer, because it, it was such a journey back to love to within myself that um, it's okay to have my own belief system, okay? I don't have to agree to do things the way everybody else is doing it. I don't have to agree that everything that everybody else seems, you know, that it's right because it's not. There is no right or wrong. You know, we live in this dimension of duality where it is both, um, and both dualities exist. So what feels comfortable for me? What is my mode of moving through this? So let's just go back to music a a little bit. I don't record music for a specific demographic. I record music because the music is inspired from that spiritual connection 
that my husband and I have and access into that field of all possibilities, and we feel the energy of what wants to manifest. I literally go into the studio and just let the music move through me. So this was my very first experience of this was with the CD, The Magic Mirror. It was inspired by ancient healing chants, and that music played me. It possessed me. It was moving through me constantly, driving in the car, doing dishes. I was like, oh, my God, I just have to get this out of me. And that's the only reason that we went into the studio. Afterwards, like two years later, um, it moved into this other realm where we were able to do some pilot study research. We got the pictures about what it was doing to the brain waves and to the immune system, and it found its way into this cancer community. It was not recorded to help cancer patients, although it does. It was not recorded to help people reduce stress, but it does. It was not recorded to help people relieve pain or relieve trauma or to be used with mental health issues or to help you sleep, but it does. And and the way I language that or, or visualize it is the music is a highway. Every expression, every communication, every connection is a highway that we create. And what moves through that highway is our love, is our individual intention or consciousness. And that's what's creating the connections. So back to business. I do everything myself. I don't have a marketing team. I figured out how to build a website years ago because a friend of mine showed me. And it was time to learn that piece. I figured out how to submit my music to CD Baby and have it digitally distributed now through iTunes and Amazon and all over the the world. Because at that moment, that was the time to learn that skill. I learned how to create beautiful posters because I received an email one morning about it, Spark, Adobe Spark. So it was time for me to learn that technique. So I'm very patient and I trust the process. And my music is for everybody. Every demographic has sent me testimonials from infants, mothers giving birth, soldiers with post-traumatic stress, people dying in hospice. The whole range finds some sort of connection to this music because that's how it was created. The highway was you said some. You said some really – got to stop you here because you might say something more powerful again, and then I will have such a huge list to go through. But I've got to pick some of these things out that you said because yeah. they're really important to me. I, I heard some things like first starting with the music played me. I've used that before. I'm a musician, and I've heard that before, and I've, yeah. I've had that feeling. Most importantly, none of the, the other things matter. Is I've felt that before, and I, go, yeah. I chase that all the time in, in uh, my drumming. I love it. That's the only reason that I do it. And you, and you said that, and we were talking about business. The music played me. Business. So you, here's the, you here's the hookup. You figure out CD Baby, and you, and you figure out all these things. And, and what's really strange is business can move through you. Everything that moves through you, 
And you said it earlier at the very top of the show. It was a moving through thing. What can I do to allow the, to, to move through me, move through me? Because it's a and co-creative about process. Demographics. It's a co-creative yeah. process. And so what I feel a lot of times, people get stuck in their heads. People get stuck in the heady theory, systematic visualization, goal setting. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that sometimes there's an, that it's out of balance with mm-hmm. how things are truly manifested. And if we're so stuck with a systematic visualization of a goal and I'm going to reach it in this and this and this and this step, these, these steps, then we may miss a totally new opportunity. For example, um, uh, in May, okay, out of nowhere, I received a powerful testimonial from a friend of mine whose husband was using my music. He had been suffering from panic attacks for eight years. The Magic Mirror was the only CD that allowed him to get some sleep and to stay asleep. Well, I've been receiving testimonials for 10 years, but this one went someplace different inside of me because the alignment is different within me. So I started going back and reading the past. So oftentimes we have all of our resources that we need for marketing tools, you know, at our fingertips, but we just haven't seen them in that way. So a little shift of perception may help open a whole new realm of, of creative marketing opportunities. So what I did is I started reading these testimonials, and all of a sudden it was literally like coming up in my face. I wasn't creating this connection. I was listening. I was open. And I was seeing, oh, my gosh, people are using this for sleep. Oh, my gosh, this people for all of these different things. When for the past 15 years, the focus of that energy had been around cancer. So I go to GoDaddy, which is where I get all my domain names. Like we have like 80 mm-hmm. domain names. <laughs> and it was, and I heard in my head, I heard music for mental health. I go to GoDaddy, and that domain name's available. Whoa! <laughs> Two days later, I hear music to help you sleep. I go to GoDaddy. The domain is available. Whoa! Are you kidding no me? No way! No so way! It. That I is one of the it. biggest. That's the that's the biggest search term on YouTube for that genre. It, I, I can't know. believe that is available. But that domain name. And wow. listen to this. Music. These are the other domain names I got. Music to reduce stress. Music to relieve pain. Music to relieve trauma. Music for mental health, music to help you sleep, music for inner peace, music to remember love, music to the military, which I already had, um, help soldiers sleep, which I already had, music for compassion, and music for self-compassion. I secured all of those domain names. Wow. And, nice. and what I did, and these, this happened in steps, and again, this is, this is a whole other realm and this was during May, which was Mental Health Awareness Month. Talk about alignment. So I created posters mm-hmm. out of the testimonials that I had received that had to do with music for mental health. And many of them came from the military and the veterans who have used this music. Um, and I started posting it on social media. And it's like, okay, now where am I going to direct this? Again, another business question. Where am I going to direct music you know, to, for mental health? Initially, it was to the CD Baby page where they could download it. Then I had to go back into my fears and realize, okay, now why haven't you released the Magic Mirror to iTunes? 
because originally we were doing research with the CD, and I wanted to control how it was being um, available. Mm -hmm. And so I did not get permission to release it to iTunes. Well, I, I did now. So people can find it because the energy wants to move. This was all inspired by the energy moving through the music that wanted to reach out further into the world. So bottom Which line moved is through you in the first place. Yes, and I am the only because you person, allowed it to do so. Yes, and I am the only person to create that. So this was what blew my mind. I talked to a representative of GoDaddy because sometimes they call and they just do a, you know, a courtesy call. And I'm telling them about this, and I tell them that all of these domain names are directed to a single page that I just created on my website. And he goes, wow, that's really, that's really interesting. I've never heard of a business doing that. I'm like, really? See, for me, that just makes <laughs> sense. But I didn't mm – -hmm. I, I just did it because I heard to do it. <laughs> I, I, so I don't want to I don't want to belabor the point, but I want to make sure that everybody listening gets it, uh, and I, and and I'm sure that they do in their own way. But this is Leverage Masters. This is a radio show about business and everything, and most importantly, using leverage tactics to get from point A to point B in the most straight line possible, the shortest <laughs> distance possible, and not waste any time. Yeah, that's what we want, right? So. So uh, lots and lots of listeners come from um, what I call like a, a, an Excel spreadsheet version of learning how to do business. Yeah. Everybody knows immediately in your gut what I mean by that because that's, you know, it's like do this, do that, take a course and follow these five steps, do this, do that, see people in this way, see your audience in this way. See right, don't recreate the wheel. Product. Right, right, right. And, and uh, you know, and then everybody's like, okay, well, you're smarter at business than me, so I'm going to take and I'm going to buy everything that you have to tell me. Not buy your products, but everything you tell me, I'm buying that. I'm totally mm -hmm. going to sell that to myself, and that's the way I'm going to proceed because I don't know business. Mm -hmm. You are the expert, and mm -hmm. and I'm not going to make any decisions for myself. Well, that doesn't work for people. Like, right. they've not had enough people like you living examples of how you also have to completely infuse everything that you learn. It's not bad to learn things. It's certainly leverage to go find somebody who's done something successfully that you want to do and, and, and see what you can get out of it. But that's the key phrase, see what you can get out of it through your passion and, that, and let it run through you because yeah. it, it's not even yours until you've run it through yourself. It's got to go through your filter. And, and, and with no obstruction. And then when it comes out on the other side, if it's a beautiful flower or if it's a not-so-good contrasty feeling, you can make a, a clear and easy decision about whether to proceed with the, the thing that you're interested in, the, the decision that you needed to make. Mm -hmm. And I think not enough people have been given the permission or even maybe are aware that that's okay. Yeah, leveraging so the universe is a choice. Yeah, but, and, well, but, it, but, 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 but. it's a choice when you know that it's even available to be made. But here's the, here's the click. The law of attraction phenomenon was, in my perspective, kind of like a, an, uh, a way to help introduce the idea of leveraging that energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. Unf I agree. Unfortun unfortunately, it wasn't full and complete in its explanation. <laughs> and... Um, for me, that's still a heady connection. It's still mm -hmm. a thought energy connection. It is not a soul energy connection. 
and yeah. and I also I, I kind of use that um, like years ago when the sound healing um, world started to kind of emerge and now it's everywhere. But um, okay, so I'll just give this example. I think it was in 2001. Um, I went to one of the first World Sound Healing Conferences in San Francisco. Phenomenal event. It brought together scientists and researchers and musicians and um, everybody in this emerging field of sound healing. And my husband said, Amy, you have to go so you can feel the energy there. So I did. Uh-huh. And we had had our pilot study um, Pilot studies were finished, so we had pictures about how it affects the brain waves, and I had my interpretation as to why, and blah blah blah. Um, but but it was kind of like shuffed, shuffled under the the, the, the anyway. <laughs> There's a lot of dynamics, but this <laughs> one this one particular comment from a prominent person in the field who I really respect and I learned so much from reading his books. Um, actually came up to me and said, okay, so let me get this straight. You do the research after you record the music? (laughs) So to to explain that, so much music is produced from the mind with the knowledge of our brainwaves work on these different frequencies. Let me embed a frequency that will sympathetically resonate with that brainwave frequency that the, so the person can experience blank, whatever. Let me embed some unconscious um, um, messages into a soundtrack so it will flow through that sound and resonate and affect the person's unconscious energies. Okay, so for me, all of that works with the concept of sympathetic vibration. Great. A lot of people find that helpful. Wonderful. Every Every manifested form of anything and everything has a value in this dimensional experience, okay? Um, However, for me personally, I can't listen to that because it's manipulative. And and that's just my personal experience because I want the highway to be clear, as clear and clean as I can be getting out of the way, getting out of my head getting out of any intention. And I've recorded CDs both ways. My first CD, I intentionally recorded it to help my father relax and heal after prostate cancer surgery. But it was music that other people wrote. And that's when I asked the question, what inspired that creation? What was the energy, the emotion, the feeling that inspired that musician to write that piece of music? I didn't know that. So I could only record it in the way that I was inspired to express it but it wasn't the mm-hmm. core energy of its original expression. You were a step away. And you were, you were observing an event that has already happened, and what you said earlier just, before, just at the beginning of this re- reminded me of biocentrism by Robert Lanza and him talking about the double slit experiment in which a photon can be, and they've observed this, and this is quantum physics, people, it's real. It's, it's been mm-hmm. tested tens of thousands of times since uh, the early 1900s. And no matter what they do, it's always the same. A, a photon can be either a wave, 
or a particle, particle right. depending upon the observer. Right. And whether it has been observed before it hits its final destination determines whether it ends up being or becoming a wave or have become, because it's already done, a wave or a particle at the end of, the, of its journey. And what, what you reminded me of there is like your music is almost in superposition. It, it can be what you've tried to do, if I'm understanding you correctly, is let something flow through you that you hadn't had a preconceived thought about mm-hmm. other than mm-hmm. I want to sit at the piano or I want to sit at the harp and I want to make music. Uh, that w- if that was your only intention and something came out, then you've joined with something else because without intention other than to sit at the harp and play music, mm-hmm. something else had to be created there. Something else had to have come into play. If you can purely, I don't you've had the experience, so what's it like? Do you feel like you can purely have uh, with with as little or maybe even no intent, just start plucking away and really truly something else has to join you in order for it to make sense. Like it ultimately turns into n- a, a string of notes that sound beautiful to the ear. Oh, absolutely. That I, I have, that's how I play. Jeez. Okay. That's and that, and awesome. that's how I always play. And I call them doodles. And I record them. I've got, I've got tons of doodles on. I actually started a hashtag. Um, hashtag 30 seconds of peace, and seconds is S-E-C-S of P-E-A-C-E. So hashtag 30 seconds of peace on Facebook. Back in November, that idea came through, okay? And it was a place that people could go to just experience 30 seconds of peace. You know, just, and, and again, it's how anybody, anywhere all around the world, all right? It's a human-to-human, heart-to-heart connection of how people are feeling, in that moment. So I just uploaded a bunch of doodles. I would just sit down and play. But that's how I re- that's what all my CDs are. They're they're just doodles. They're just music So when you're, that moves so when you're talking me. you're talking about something that's that that we can help people with and it does tie right back to business. Trust. In in that uh, when you allow things to flow through you, when you allow what you want to do to just flow. Mhm. In the same way that you described a musician who sits down with intent to create, like let's say a pop song, and they got a thing in their head, and they're thinking at the same time about how this hook is going to be an earworm, and it's going to be a huge hit, and it's going to be, people are going to buy it, they're going to listen to it, they're going to download it all the time. That's the manipulative process, right? Isn't that the precognition well, of what you... Okay, so two things. The, for me, that is just expressing life. Okay, so a pop song, any music that you write from your head, you've got your theory, you've got your composition, you've got your orchestration. All of that is it's awesome music, and it's a reflection of life experiences. Okay, so that is that is very open, okay. honest, conscious. Yeah, that's cool because that's what music helps us do it. It, it music is a reflection of our life experiences. That's why music for di- from different ages, from different cultures, right. all feel and sound different because they're unique expressions through a musician that reflect that musician's worldview or that musician's so feelings or stories. So every piece of music is unique. The manipulative part yeah. for me happens when it's it, it's embedded in the music unconsciously. Well, you can't hear it, but you feel it. It has a vibrational impact on you. Um, and, and, again, it's okay. It's just for me personally because I can feel that. It's not comfortable. 
So, so you just the, given a beautiful a beautiful description of an allegory to business, whether you realized okay. it or not, you just did. I'm glad and you're my is, interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I feel. I mean, all of this is, of course, my interpretation, but, but I what I feel is that you gave a beautiful musical description of what I kind of try really hard to get across in any time that I'm working with people, uh, which is when I said earlier, it's, there's nothing wrong with taking courses and being, um, you know, realizing that you're in business and, and realizing that you would like to make some sales of things and you would like to um, you know, outside of the impact that you want to have for people's lives and the good you want to do in the world, there's also this component that 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 you may feel different feelings about, like um, you know, any 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 kind of icky business thing. You, you bought a car from some guy and it broke down or something, or you just had some history. We all have had experiences with being let down by things we bought or taking part in or whatever, and then we've, when, then we've put that in our little file in our brain called business in general, just business. Might mm-hmm. have a sub-file of when I got ripped off or when or <laughs> all, all marketers are evil or money is terrible or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's in the giant folder of business. And so that's in there somewhere. When you're working on your business, that is in there somewhere. It's, it's, it's maybe you have a really good handle on it and you put a lock on that filing cabinet and everything else, but it doesn't mean that it's not able to break that lock and come out at any time during the process that you're creating. Mm-hmm. Just like you were talking about creating music, it's the same thing with business. You're creating an experience for people to go through. Like if you're building a funnel and, 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 and you know, you've got your free thing in the front and you want to really show people who you are and start to develop a really strong relationship with them and then, and then you send them something else and all of a sudden they become a customer or a client and you're, you're building all of that stuff out, but you still got that little file in your head under business about that guy who ripped you off one time and you're doing all of that stuff. That can, is, that the, is that the kind of thing that may, may enable people to attach something that they don't even intend to attach consciously to what they're doing in business? Absolutely. I mean, those are those unconscious patterns. Those are those life experiences that just lay at the surface in our cellular, or like deep in, in the cellular memory, because it's a vibrational experience. But it'll pop up when the external environment provides a similar frequency of that experience. It may not have to be the exact, you know, yeah. thing, yeah. but it, it's a similar frequency. So it sympathetically resonates, like two tuning forks, you know, of the same frequency. They'll sing. They'll sing with each other. So. Again, it's all about just being conscious within yourself to trust those gut feelings. They're real. And dig, de- dig deeper. You know, a lo- I feel like a lot of people don't want to go inside because of fear of judgment. You know, we mm. live in this society where we're being judged by everything. Do I look okay? Do I sound okay? Does this does this um, poster look okay? Does this commercial look okay? You know, we're we're constantly seeking external validation for what we're creating, and and what we're trying to express, um, and we compromise, and you know, we may have a vision in our head of, oh my gosh, I just see this, I just see this, and then somebody outside makes a comment, and then you and then you change it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if for me, it's, it's about trust, trusting ourselves, trusting what we love, trusting what we see. I mean, I, we tell our sons all the time um, because they're, uh, one's going into teaching and one's going into theoretical physics. Um, 
we say, you know, whatever job that you're here to do, whatever your life's work, business, whatever you're here to do, whatever your purpose is, it may not exist right now. You may be, create, you may be the one to create it. So don't get tied or constrained or confined to what is already here. I mean, that's how innovation happens. Mm. And, it, and it's not that it's just, oh, brilliant people get, oh, they're so lucky, oh, you know. Or, oh, I had that dream. Darn, man. <laughs> you yeah. know, something comes out, it's like, oh, man, I, I, I thought about that. Wow, why didn't I do yeah. that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I totally invented digital picture frames. <laughs> I found out later that I had invented them after they had been invented by someone else, but I, for a minute... I was the most brilliant person in the world because I totally was convinced that I was the first one to come up with that idea. It didn't last long. It really was like a minute. I went and researched, and I'm like, crap, they've already got them. But that was back when they were like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They were brand new, so I was close. Yeah, you were close. Well, so the, 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 the irony of that is it's all in that field of all possibilities. It's all yeah. in that vibrational field from which we are all connected. So, you know, on that level... It's just about attuning to the frequency of what's, what, what's, what's that form, what's that thing, what's that music, what's that object, what's that whatever it is that, that wants to come through me into a form so that we can experience it here in this dimension. Every so single a lot of times – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, every single thing in our environment, every single thing, object, food, Everything. It's mind-blowing to look around. You know, just in my office, I'm looking at all the stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody created that. That came through somebody. That was an idea before it was a form. Wow. I mean, it's mind-blowing. And that's the leverage, to leverage that energy of the, the, your connection to that universal source wants to move through you it's part of your purpose it's why you're here on the planet it's your gift and if you don't express it i don't get to experience it it is truly amazing i did an article uh about a musician and this is something that i felt a little bit weird putting up on my blog at jackhumphrey.com because i if you go there you'll see that i have a long history back to 2004 of writing about business and uh, and so, but lately I haven't been interested in writing directly about it and talking directly about it. I've, I've wanted to explore things like what we're talking about today. Like mm -hmm. we're having the most beautiful word dance today that I've had in a long time on the show because it's <laughs> totally about it, but it's not about it. It's like seeing something out of the corner of your eye, and as soon as you look at it directly, it's gone. Mm. But it's there, but it's gone, but it's there. <laughs> and so... Uh, I'm trying to find his name. It was a brilliant, brilliant guitar player, and he um, and he was doing something that's not possible. He was doing something that's utterly and completely impossible, but yet he was doing it mm. in front of a crowd of people on a street in in uh, Eastern European country. Um, just the most beautiful guitar playing I have heard, and the mastery, the level. Uh, that people, even lay people who've never played an instrument before, could, were, were, you could see in their faces were just absorbing this energy that doesn't seem like it's possible. 
mm-hmm. and I wrote the article about how this is so weird, Amy. This is really weird because you came on for a reason. You came on this show for a reason, so we could have this talk because <laughs> I said the words, and I'm just now remembering about how it comes from another place. It comes from a deep other place. That it's not just him and his fingers doing what you see. Mm-hmm. But that that is not even technically possible for a human being to do if it's also not conjoined with something you cannot see, something that is I, – uh, I, I likened it to being pulled from another universe mm-hmm. where they have defied the physics of music and have gone even beyond what we've been able to do, kind of like uh, in the fifth element when that blue lady sings those impossible notes. <laughs> just just – just something from somewhere else and and i can't believe i wrote that article and a a couple of months later you're on the show and you start the whole show out with having the intention of having it go through what can i create today that just moves through me that i'm not trying to be so intentional that i'm going to go okay i'm going to check off my list of five things for the day Mm -hmm. you know and start out the spreadsheet way you started out the the source way and mm-hmm. and then we ended up here. This is just brilliant. I love it. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else is getting this, but I sure am. <laughs> well, it's all about us. You know, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just allowing it to move through. Because these are ideas and, and okay, so it's like we're on this. All right, now I'm going to go, like, way far out, okay? Um, and People I wasn't, listening are going to go, you haven't been far out already? <laughs> Go for it. Let's, let's, let's hang 10 over the edge of the universe. Okay, so here's hanging 10 over the edge of the universe. Um, and I wouldn't have this language to articulate these ideas again without my husband, who is such a gifted, connected messenger of higher consciousness. We'll just call it like that. And if, if you can picture the, as, as a zodiac, okay, um, mm-hmm. as and each month, or each zodiac, each constellation, uh, is a great age. Say it's like 2,000 years, okay? So as we've all heard, we're entering the age of Aquarius, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? But not a lot of people know what that means. So if you picture this chart of constellations, and um, Pisces is right next to Aquarius, and, and Aquarius is over to the west, Okay, Aquarius is in the west, Leo is in the east, Scorpio is in the north, and Taurus is in the south. Okay, that's kind of our frame of reference. Pisces is the age right before Aquarius. So we're, our consciousness is, is transitioning <clears throat> through the end of Pisces into this new age of Aquarius. And it takes hundreds of years of this transitional period, okay? But there are always pioneers and people who are attuned to different consciousnesses, awarenesses that kind of open the door and pave the way. For example, like when Pisces started 2,000 years ago, the teachers like Muhammad, Buddha, Jesus, were some of those messengers. About, and they were teaching the energy of compassion, okay? Um, then as we're moving through this end of Pisces, we're into a very, very deep struggle, a very deep struggle. And I view everything happening in our world as a mirror for what is happening within the human species, within our consciousness, um, as we transition into this next age, 
okay? And it's a slow process, and it's not easy, and it's, um, it's unwinding all that we thought we believed, um, all the patterns, all the systems. It's, it's a, uh, you can't even really conceptualize it, but we're, we're feeling it. So everything that we're talking about right now kind of helps plant some seeds of awareness so that, like, I have, I have friends who come over <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm feeling this and this and this. Am I crazy? And I'm like, no, let's look at it from this perspective. <laughs> Back up a little bit and, and then let's see it from this perspective. And they're like, oh, okay, great. And then I'm like, okay, now get in there and do your work. Get in there and feel the, find that fear, find that hookup. I mean, our family, oh, my gosh, <laughs> um, we are so – there's so much energy in this household that is, <laughs> is I mean, I can't, you can't even imagine. I mean, my husband is this wonderful spiritual messenger. My son is studying theoretical physics. <laughs> my other son is like the most compassionate, sees both sides of everything. And, and I'm kind of in the middle saying, okay, I want to say this. I want to feel this. What do I language? I mean, I'm now highly sensitized that, the, ener- the language that I've been using for the past 15 years about vibrational awareness and resonance and sympathetic resonance and forced resonance and entrainment, uh, on a, in a metaphoric way it all works. But from my son's perspective, and we had a huge discussion last night, it's not specifically accurate from a scientific perspective, um, but it is metaphorically. And so I tell him, I go, you know, sweetie, I love this discussion because every field has its own language. Every field has its own way that they communicate within the field. But step back, mm-hmm. and you may become a bridge to create a new language of connection, a new, a new way that these separated fields can become more synergistic and unified because everything and everyone is part oh my God. of this same system. So- you're, pro- you're proposing the grand unified theory. No less than the grand unified theory of everything has been actually proposed here on Leverage Masters, people. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what you're doing. It's, not, it's no small thing, but it's like, isn't it funny how language, music is the same way. It's, a, it's just symbolism. It's yeah. just symbols, but language. So when your son said that about science, what I've learned so far uh, up until this point my gut reaction to that is, and scientists have said it, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, because I'm not a scientist, so I shouldn't be uh, saying stuff about science, right? And that's what a lot of people do when they get proprietary about their symbolism that they use. Change of symbols are just words. That's a mm-hmm. sentence, mm-hmm. you know. And when you said bridge, when you said bridge earlier, everybody had a picture in their mind of a little London bridge or something, mm-hmm. and but that wasn't actually what you meant. They had to also understand it contextually. And realize that you weren't talking about a footbridge over a nice little bubbling brook, but Mm -mm. a a different kind of bridge. And in that impreciseness, between that imprecise stuff that we say because we've made up these limited words that can possibly encompass what we're actually feeling in our hearts. Right. I mean, there's just no words. That's why people say there are no words to describe things. Well, science is is a string of words and a giant vocabulary, just like spirituality is and just like everything else and when you come to understand that they're all faulty because there's no way to actually 
transcribe universal energy into the total feeling that you want people to have when you're, you're like, I want you to feel this too. Like when people come and check, it, check to see if they're not crazy by bouncing ideas off you because you've mm-hmm. become the lightning rod. That, well, she'll know. Amy will know what to do here. <laughs> I think I'm going crazy, so Amy will know. And, and they, cause they feel like you're more connected to that. And then they want you to use words. And sometimes we're, we're kind of bummed out when our words, the way that we mean them, yeah. don't resonate in the way that they're taken, the way that they're heard. And you can see that in people's energy and their faces when they receive right. it. It's like, wait, that didn't have the impact that I wanted it to. Right, because and they the were interpreting the words through their definition. They were interpreting the word through their life experience. And that's why it, it's important. It's, for example, I used, to teach, I used to teach harp lessons, okay? And every single one of my students, and I had 8-year-olds all the way up to like 88-year-olds. Um, and of all religions, I had a nun, I had a you know, um, grandmother who never read music. I mean, all sorts of different um, populations. And every single one of them sat in that chair knowing that it was not about music. That lesson that we were having was about life. And if it didn't, if they, it didn't click in their brain in one way, I'd find another way to, sh- to, to share it or have them do something a little bit differently. So it's, it's all about attunement. It's all about being attuned to other people. And, and for me, again, that goes back to the energy of compassion. The more aspects I... Um, embrace within myself, the easier it is for me to sit with people in whatever way they are, open. Okay, yeah. so, uh, and, and, and a lot of times people, and this is one of the lessons um, that I learned in, in my book, um, is that I had twisted the, okay, so here's the, here's the life lesson. Be open to love and allow it to flow freely. So here was my lesson. If you stand with your arms wide open, wide open, that stance, I twisted the meanings. Because for some people, holding your arms wide open makes you vulnerable. And you need to feel like you need to protect yourself. Because your heart is, there's nothing in front of it. You are wide open to anything and everyone. And, okay, so that's a vulnerable feeling. However, that stance is also the most powerful stance you can be in because you are in yourself and you are open to love and that definition of open meaning allowing access to the inside. Awesome. Amy, go tell your husband and your son that you have just won the most awesome person of the day award from Leverage Masters Radio. (laughs) Yay, and to think that I was afraid to come on. Stick out your chin and be proud all day long and continue it tomorrow if you'd like because why not? Because Aww. you've done a masterful job today. It was brilliant, and you absolutely belonged on this show today. We needed you really, really bad. Oh, because I've been trying to get – I think we've gotten closer today than we've ever gotten. With everybody that we've had, it's all been leading up, and we've gotten closer today to getting across those things that are so hard to describe with words You've done a beautiful job at doing that. So where can people – okay, it's amycami.com, C-A-M-I-E.com. That's, yeah. a, that's one place. Are you on mm-hmm. Facebook? I am. Okay. It's Amy, Amy Cami Harpist. All right. And so that's where everybody can find music. They can find, I'm going to go check it all out because I'm so into that stuff anyway. I'm, lo- I'm loving that, 
my personal interests are so uh, being fulfilled. <laughs> I've been looking for new music and new things, and I've been wanting to learn more about the science behind what you do, and I know that going to your site is going to lead me to all of that. But everybody else can get an example of a, bu- a brilliant leveragist uh, learning to leverage the universe and the power of everything that we talked about today. Uh, it's really, really important. So thank you so much for being on the show. And Gina, back to you. You know, Jack, just this morning I had a conversation with someone and I said, you know, mindset is the number one most powerful leverage 